You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast. My intention is to change the lives of one million women, one podcast at a time. Now let's get started. Thunder, feel the thunder. My name is Sloane Fremont, and today I'm going to talk to you about lattice work. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. Welcome to another week of the Create What You Speak podcast. I love that intro song by The Outfield called Lose Your Love. Um, I'll talk about it more at the end, but that's like one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, Okay, so welcome to the show. This is the podcast where we take a one-word topic and talk through how you can incorporate that topic into your life to create the life that you want, the life that you want, not what anybody else wants, what you want. So this week I thought I would start out by answering the question, what am I manifesting this week? Since this show is all about creating what you speak, I thought it would be fun for me to give you a quick update on things that I'm manifesting and how they're turning out for me. So as a side note to what I'm manifesting, I wanted to tell you something really quick about this week that I did a little differently. So I went back to the basics with creating my list of what I want as part of it to answer that question, you know, what do I want this week, right? What do I want to manifest? And so I did this when I changed my life two years ago. And this list making method is 100%, like absolutely without a doubt, 100% what I credit as my method for transforming my life. But for some reason over the last, I don't know, I'd probably say like six to nine months, I hate to admit that, but I think it's true. (laughs) This practice has really fallen off my radar and I haven't been doing it. So this week I picked it back up because this, this habit, this, this action for me, it feels like home for me. Like it feels good. It's a good practice for me and I love doing it. And so before I get too much further, I want to just quickly explain what I mean by creating my lists. So I talked about this in more detail in the first few episodes of the show, and I also did a five-minute flash about this, um, probably like around episode 30-ish, somewhere in there. And I talk further about how to create your list. So if you really want detailed information, be sure and go back and listen to those episodes. But I think this is a good topic to bring up today because it's so important. It's so important as part of manifesting what you want in your life. So I'm going to quickly run through what I mean when I say that I'm making my list and I'm going to explain to you how I do that. So to me, this is how I do it. It's, it's, I spend time writing out what I want as if it's happening today. And I really get into the feeling of feeling of having the thing that I want, right? Like I, I'm not thinking about it as this far off thing. It's, it's me actually sitting down with a notebook and, and I, I encourage handwriting this, like typing it out. It's not quite the same, at least for me, maybe you'll find differently, but it's not the same for me. I actually like to handwrite this out. So I think it's really easy for us to spend a lot of our time. And we talk about this a lot, right? To spend when we, it's just, it's like the default human mode is to think about what we don't want. Think, point out all the things that we hate in the world. And this list exercise is a great exercise to, um, it's a great way to retrain your brain to focus on what it is that you do want so that in your free time, when your thoughts start to wonder, right? Like when you're driving your car, when you're getting up in the morning of going through the motions of getting ready, you can start to shift those and you have, because you have a reference point to go back to, right? Like you can start to recognize, wait a minute, no, this isn't what I want. And you can reframe your thoughts and say, nope, that's not the life I'm creating. My life looks like this. 
and that's actually, that is actually what I used when in my life, when I changed my life, when I was shifting my thoughts from these negative shitty thoughts to, to better thoughts. If, if those negative thoughts came in, I would actually say that in my mind. And I've said this multiple times on the show. I would actually say, nope, that's not the life I'm creating. My life looks like this. And I would start to think about all the things that I had added and included in my list. So I look at it like this. When we're creating our lives, we have to retrain our thoughts to move out of these negative patterns to more positive ones. And it's like we have to put these blinders on so we can block out all that negativity that wants to bombard us. And do you know those Sarah McLachlan animal rescue commercials that everyone hates with those horrifically sad animals on there? I'm sure everybody listening knows those. So what do you do when those commercials come on? I can tell you what I do is... I reach for the remote and it, to change it, but if I can't get to the remote right away, I actually stick my fingers in my ears and I'm like, la, 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 nope, can't hear you. No, 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 blah, nope, won't look at the screen, can't hear you, right? Like, I don't want to see this. I have, this is no value for me. Please do not show me. So it's the same thing when we, when we, it, it, that's the same thing we have to do when we are thinking about blocking out our negative thoughts. We have to put blinders up, right? We have to put our hands up and say, nope, 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 not going to do that. Fingers and ears, not allowing that into my space. So when you have these negative thoughts uh, come up, that's really, you have to pretend they're the Sarah McLaughlin annoying ass commercial and block them out. And by having our list and, and actually taking some time to think about what we do want, it makes it really easy to pivot when those negative thoughts come up. So let me tell you how I make my list. And remember, this is just what works for me. You may have a different method, but I basically just pick a topic and I write all the things that I want as if they're happening today. So maybe I pick something about like my job or my, you know, wanting to call in a relationship or my health or, um, money, you know, whatever it is. So, so when I'm writing is I just start writing, right? And instead of using sentences like I want more money or I want a better job, right? I'm writing it from the perspective that that's already happening today. And I'm using strong, intentional sentences like I am, right? Like I am, you know, in a healthy, loving relationship, right? I am valued by the people that I work with, right? Like it's, it's, it's so important that you get that, that you're writing this from this perspective of I am, like it's happening right now. So, so in my life, what I'm working on right now is focusing on some improvements in the project I'm working on in my new job. So here are some actual examples from my list. I am a highly paid consultant in demand with a long list of projects. I work on amazing projects that make a difference. I utilize all my skills in my projects. I work with an amazing group of people who support me and help me grow. Right. So I'm being very specific and very intentional. I'm not, I'm not, you know, putting these like vague generic statements that are like, like it's somewhere far off down the future. No, I'm writing as if it's happening now. And lists like these, as you're doing this, you'll notice they help shift your focal point, which in turn, it's going to lift your energy. It's going to raise your vibration and it's going to make you feel better. And doing an exercise like this, it just helps you get really clear on what it is you want you what it is that you want, and it helps you to organize your thoughts in one place. And generally for me, at least, if I'm really spun up on a topic and I have a million things going on in my mind, this is the method I used to to break through all that and get crystal clear on how I want things to go and what it is that I really want. And as I'm writing my list, I'm, like I said, I'm detailed. I get really detailed with what I want and, and I'm not just writing out these generic things. Like I said, like I want a good job or I want more money. And 
it's like I'm really spending time on this. It's not like I'm spending hours a day, but you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes as I sit down and do this. And I really get into how this feels because ultimately this is my list of demands to the universe. So you have to make it what you want it to be. And I know without a doubt, 100% this works because I did it when I changed my life. I wrote these lists day after day, sometimes multiple times a day. And that's what I started now. I write them in the morning and I write them in the evening. And I am basically telling the universe what I want and how I want this to go. And I've said this so many times, if you haven't listened to my initial story at the beginning, please go back and listen to it. But I got what I demanded from the universe when I did this. So I know it works. So real quick, before we move on to today's topic of lattice work, I want to just give you some last minute tips when you're writing out your lists. So get as detailed as you can. That feels good for you. Don't push it. When you run out of inspiration, just stop, right? Don't, we don't want to force this and try to just make something up that doesn't feel good. And don't censor yourself. Just write it out because you're the only one that's going to see this. And write it from the perspective of what you want, not what you think you have or what other people want for you. Write it from what you want. And again, write from the perspective of like, I am, right? I am, I have, I allow, I call in. Write it from these very intentional and um, very driven statements rather than these wishy-washy like I want or I hope for, right? That, that's not what we're going for here. And then repeat, 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 repeat. I cannot say that enough. <laughs> so, all right. So that was a little bit more long-winded than I meant for it to be, but this practice is just so important. And I thought it was a good idea to just to revisit that this week really quickly because it came up in my own life. It's not something I had been, I, you know, I let it fall off. And I think ultimately making your list, it helps to tie back to the initial question I had at the beginning. What am I manifesting this week? Because what you're putting on your list is what you're manifesting, right? I mean, that's, that's what, that's, that's how this goes. So like I said, for me, what I'm manifesting this week is some improvements on the project I'm working on at work. So more to come on that. All right. So let's move on to this week's topic of lattice work. And as I get into this, as always, take what resonates with you from this week's show and leave the rest. All right. So I've been thinking about this for a while, and I was trying to figure out what to call this episode, and I finally settled on lattice work. So before I get into what I mean by that, I want to give you a little bit of backstory on where this idea came from. So this topic of self-help, right, like the, the early 2000s, like if I say self-help, that's what it reminds me of, like Oprah's surge at that time frame with all this self-help stuff, and uh, or personal development, right? Like you see personal development more in like the working world when they describe the things that, um, you know, various aspects of that. Um, so whatever you want to call it, I, I think you get what I mean. But this comes up right everywhere, right? It comes up all the time. And, and it has for a while, like, right? Like many years. But I, I started thinking about what does that actually mean in today's world? And what do we actually do with all that information we receive, right? Because there's just so much out there. And I don't know if you feel this way, but I guess I just feel like the way I'm approaching like the internet and social media and, and just everything online lately is, is a lot different these days. And I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm getting older, but I think it, it, I just find myself changing my approach to that. I just don't feel the need to look as much everywhere as I maybe used to before. I don't feel the need to be out there. I don't feel the need to consume as much. 
And I know a lot of the stuff that we search for and, and find is shit anyway online, right? Like we have to really dig in and figure out if what's ranking first is actually legit or if it's just some, you know, the result of somebody in marketing pulling some strings so that it ranks first on Google. But Specifically on social media, we're bombarded with these, quote, helpful things on a daily basis through quotes and images and videos and, and texts and all that. And, you know, I've thought this for a while, for me at least, a lot of these things are really fucking annoying because it's like they're telling me something to do from like this cardboard, like generic perspective, right? Like this, like this, I envision just this like, like humanless body or something like this, just this blank body, like with no thoughts or feelings, just robotically providing information. And so as you know, when I'm scrolling, I was looking just to think of, find some examples to talk about on today's show. It's like, here's some of the things I'm talking about. Like some of these quote advice or helpful things, find the thing that energizes you, changes you, brings you joy and inspires you. Go on a mental diet, flush out the toxins, detox the mind. Be who you were before all that stuff happened that dimmed your shine. Be so full that even if they take and take and take, you can still be overflowing. Never be afraid to shine. Remember, the sun doesn't give a fuck if it blinds you. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So it's not that this information is inherently bad. And maybe it's just the mood I'm in I'm, when I'm reading these. I don't know. But it just feels like it comes from this like weird cardboard blank cookie cutter place. Like as if we should all be doing something different. Like, like it just, this energy behind it is, is blank. There's no emotion. I don't know how else to explain it. It's like, it's like a robotic assembly line factory generated information. And as I thought about this more, I thought, you know, this way that we consume information in this world, right, the self-help slash personal development, whatever you want to call it, where we're trying to improve ourselves, right? And it opens up to this question of why are we even trying to improve ourselves in the first place? And, and do we really even need to? And I think that really depends on why you're trying to improve. Like what, why, what's the why behind all of that? And, and so if you're trying to improve yourself because you believe you're, you need to be fixed or to re redeem yourself or you think you're broken or you need to prove yourself or, or be worthy of someone or something, it, it's obvious, right? Those are the wrong reasons for anybody to make changes within themselves, at least in my opinion. But I think most of us can relate because most of us have been there and done that at some point in our lives and, and maybe we're doing it now. But really, if we think about it, we know deep down this is not sustainable and it doesn't serve us and we really do deserve better. On the flip side of that, if you're interested in personal development or the self-help, whatever you want to call it, and, and because you want to grow as a person and because it makes you feel better and it's interesting and it's really exciting for you to expand and grow and learn new things and then apply them in your life, I think that's an amazing reason to focus on personal development. So you can continue to grow, right? And it, it, because you're doing it from this place of love and, and because you want to do nice things for yourself, not because you think you, you need to be fixed. And there's most definitely a big difference in the energy in those two scenarios. And I think when we try to, quote, self-improve, you know, a lot of times it's easy to do it for the wrong reasons. And, and we, use, we use this self-improvement excuse as a way to behave badly to ourselves, right? We force, we prod, we're really aggressive with ourselves and we beat ourselves up, we judge. And then when we don't do what we think we should do, we pile on this endless guilt that just keeps us spiraling further down. And as I was thinking about this in my own life and how I've tried to quote, improve myself, 
um, you know, I will say over the years, I, a lot of times I did it because I thought I needed to fix myself because I thought I was broken. And when I realized I was not, and I approached this topic of personal development with the intent to grow and learn and expand, it made such a huge difference. And I came from such a different place with that, right? Even It even feels better when I think about it. And so as I was thinking about these cookie-cutter, brainless, self-help slash personal development messages that I see these days, it, it got me to thinking how we consume this. So when we're on this path of learning about ourselves and when we expand and grow and consume this information, which isn't all bad, right? I'm not here to say that all of this is bad. There's most definitely some great stuff out there. But what I've come to learn is there's no one person who's going to have all the answers for us, right? Like sometimes it can feel easier to get all your information from one source, especially if you're really exhausted on whatever it is that you're wanting to, quote, improve. It it can seem so overwhelming because there is so many options out there and we think we need to take them all. We think we need to use them all and apply them all. And, you know, the reality is that There isn't one person who can do this all for us, but that's also the exciting part of it, right? That's why we're here on earth because we're all learning from each other and we get to consume bits and pieces here and there and and based on what works for us and, and, you know, we can decide what we want to pick, you know, what we want to keep and what we leave behind. But, but all of this starts to fit together like lattice work. And that's what ties today's topic together. It took me a little while to get there, but I wanted to give you all that backstory because I think this all fits together. So this information we consume, it's, it's this weaving together of the information by taking what works and leaving what doesn't and forging our own path with that. And I think probably everybody listening knows what I mean by latticework, but if you don't, the definition of that is, is interlacing strips, right? Of wood, metal, or other material forming a lattice. Do you often see this on decks, right? Like to surround the bottom of a deck and maybe on the side of a house where somebody has flowers and things growing up. Um, it's these overlapping pieces that are interwoven and they form this support system. So if you think about this concept of lattice work and, and this weaving together what you, of what you consume in your own life that you take on, the good and the bad, These things we consume are forming the support system for our thoughts. And as we all know, our thoughts are the basis for how we shape our lives. So if we're taking on this information and this lattice work we're forming is negative, it's not going to be a very good support system for us. But if we decide to be selective about our thoughts and decide decide ourselves how things are going to go, like when we make our lists that I talked about at the beginning of the show, When we consciously choose the things that make us feel good, this creates a totally different type of support system for us now that lifts us up instead of pulling us down. And so I began to look at how I take on information. I started looking at this in my own life, like this weaving together of of things that I'm consuming that work for me and I'm leaving behind what doesn't. And and that's why you hear me say at the beginning of every show is is to take what resonates with you and leave the rest because 100% of what I say isn't going to work for everyone and I don't expect it to. But my intention with this is that you find bits and pieces throughout these shows that you can apply in your own life to positively impact your days, your weeks, your months, and ultimately your life. And the amazing thing about this and in what's fun is exciting is nobody's lattice work is going to look the same and that's okay. We get to exist in a world where what works for me and doesn't work for you and we can both coexist, right? It, it, it's not all going to look the same. And so as humans, we get to pick what works for us and what doesn't. And to me, that's really empowering. I really like that. And that's why I wanted to point out that, you know, not every, you're not going to get everything from one place and uh, that's not a bad thing. 
So how can you apply this in your own life? I think using this concept of latticework is a great way, at least to me, to visually depict how everything we consume fits together. And I mean, like when I say the word latticework, I don't know about you, but I can just very easily picture all these concepts and ideas just weaving together in and out of each other and how they work off of each other and they balance each other and that they, they may intersect each other. And to me, that's just really interesting. And it can start to help, help us think about, you know, what we're weaving in our own world. And so as you move forward this week, start to think about what it is you're weaving. What does your lattice work look like? What are you consuming? Does it benefit you? Do you like how it makes you feel? Are there any areas that you can clean up and what's guiding your decisions? And ultimately, who is your source of truth? And as you start to collect this information, what I like to do is write it down. Like take notes on what works for you, what you like, what makes you feel good. Keep the quotes and the articles that make you feel good or the stories that resonated with you. Or if you took a training or you took like, you know, you watched a series of videos. I like the idea of keeping track of all these concepts in in one place and I created for myself a book of this and I do this yearly and I divide it out by the different categories that are important to me and I keep all of this stuff in one place. Like I just call it my book. Like I need to put this in my book and you don't have to do it, do it that way. Of course, you don't even have to write it down. I mean, you can save it in Pinterest. You could use the notes app on your phone or, or maybe you don't even collect it at all. But for me, at least having a method to keep all these concepts that I like together, it gives me something to go back to so I can remind myself what's important to me, what works for me. And it gives me a focus point. And if nothing else, having this collection is a great reframe to look through if you're having a really shitty day. And I did this extensively as I was changing my life. And just recently I went back and looked through some things, which I will, I'm going to talk to you about on another episode, but, um, it's, it's fun. It's actually fun to go back and look at those things because it's a great way to see how much you've grown. And also there's just a lot of, for me, at least there was a lot of great information that I could still use today that I probably would have forgotten if I hadn't written it down. So that's how I like to keep track of everything I consume through my lattice work that may or may not work for you, but I love having all of that stuff in one place and it makes me feel really good. And that's why I wanted to talk about it today. So, all right, we are at time. So I want to recap today's show on lattice work. So we started the show with the question, what are you manifesting this week? And I shared with you how I went back to my old habit, which is a good one, of making my list of what I do want in my life so I can focus on that and help lift my energy and my, my vibration to a much better place. From there, we talked about all this personal development and self-help content that's out in the world today. And I brought this all home with this concept of lattice work, which is really an interlacing of the content we consume into a system that either supports us and lifts us up or brings us down. And obviously our goal is to begin to consume content that creates a positive support system for ourselves that that's going to hold us up. And if you are so inclined, I personally love writing all this stuff down and keeping it in a book. So I have it to refer to, especially on those really shitty days. (laughs) This concept of lattice work and like the weaving together and how things play off each other and balance off each other is really interesting to me. And I could talk to you about this for much longer (laughs) than the allotted time we have here, but it's time for me to wrap up today. So I really hope you found this concept useful and it helps to change. It helps you to change the way that you look at the information you consume. And remember, if it doesn't resonate with you, it's not for you. 
All right, to close this out, I'm going to talk about the shows I cho- or the songs I chose this week on the show. Okay, intro song was The Outfield, um, Lose Your Love. So I think we all know this intro. Josie's on a vacation far away. Like anytime over the years that plays at the bars, immediately I'm on the dance floor. I love that song. They played that song this morning when I was working out, like a remix version of it. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot how much I love that song. It's like, it's such a good song. So that's the intro song. Jo- or, I mean, The Outfield, Lose Your Love. I always want to call it Josie's on a Vacation. That's not the song name. Um, okay. The outro song is Matt Mason. So he has a new al- album out right now called Bank on the Funeral. And I'm actually going to go see him next week at the High Watt here in Nashville. But the song I chose was Hallucinogenics. And that was the first song I think I ever heard by him. And he talks about pushing past the limit, tripping on hallucinogenics. And I burnt my, my cigarette burnt my finger because I forgot I lit it. And he talks about... Um, he talks about go find yourself a man who's strong and tall and Christian. And in the song, when it's, I don't know, for some reason that caught my attention. Cause I'm like, I don't know why it's just, it just did. And so, um, I don't know. I really like this song. I actually like the whole album bank on the funeral, Matt Mason. Uh, can't wait to go see him next week. So check out the song, check out the album. All right. I'm going to finally close this out here today. I went a little longer than I meant to, but some days that happens. So, I would really love to hear from you on this topic of lattice work. I would love to know what you think, like how you see this playing out in your life or what questions you have. If you have questions about this, I would love to do a follow-up episode and talk to you about this. So please feel free to email me, sloanfremont at gmail.com. You can also visit my website, sloanfremont.com, or find me on Instagram at sloanfremont. And if you like the podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review it in iTunes so more people can find me. Abracadabra, now go forth and create what you speak. Pushing past the limit, tripping on a hallucinogenic. My cigarette burns my finger cause I forgot I lit it. Drunk in the Seattle, two more hands away.